Welcome back to the Shat the Side podcast. I'm your host, Alex, joined by Matt once again. Uh, Matt, big day for me, you know. Um, you know, I sent in the group chat. Prize picks, uh, prize picks, it was was good. Good today for me. I uh, did a nice little six parlay with um, Devin Booker, fantasy score to get over 44 and a half. Smashed that over at 54 and a half. I had Mitchell Robinson over nine and a half rebounds. Got me 11. Close one there. And then the one that kind of shocked me, I had Paolo at 22 and a half over. He got 23. I think he had a three with like minute and 11 left in the game to secure that for me. Uh, and then I, you know, Mike Conley going back to Memphis. Uh, I wanted to do something with that. So I did him and Desmond Bain to go over 11 and a half assists. They got to 14 thanks to Conley's 10 for the game. Um, this was another close one. Pascal Siakam, less than 27 and a half points and rebounds. Um, it was looking promising until the end. And then he finished with 26. So too short, which was nice. And then finish it off with Kobe White. Two and a half made threes. He got four. Nice little uh, $20 parlay there. And I made 500. So uh, let's just say I'm in a good mood today. Damn, I feel like I'm talking to a billionaire right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I should have just, you know, put my entire life savings down on that bet right there. I, I would be a billionaire then. Yeah. Pretty solid bet. The listeners better start listening up on these bets by, by you. I know. I might have to start posting them on uh, X or something and, you know, helping the fans out, you know. And then maybe, but if I do that, then it's just going to put prize picks in, you know, uh, in debt. So do I really want to do that? I'm going to have to have a weekly segment called the uh, Alex Answer Key. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, when it comes to the shots side pick them, obviously I'm not that great at that. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, it's on X right now. Post of the standings right now, Adams in first. No surprise. I think he went eight for 15 on part three. Matt went, you went six of 15, and then me and Jake went five of 15. So yeah. another bad week for, for us and a good week for Adam. So we honestly. What, what's this, new? <laughs> I know, right? So for this last part, like we basically have to go perfect, and he's got to maybe get like three or four right. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Where yeah, it's so. that it's probably going to be a two week process to get back in this. Well, this is this is part four, so Adam's going to probably win this this first time around. So, um, yeah. for, you know, maybe we'll take like a good week or two off of this, and then maybe get back into it and see if we can get some more fans to join along with us. Um, but yeah. I'm, I mean, so far, not so good for me. But And I'm the one making the questions, too. I should be, you know, just tailoring the questions to me. But obviously, uh, I got to make it a little fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to make it a little bit easier for me, too. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it's just... Uh, I didn't think they would be easy questions for Adam, though. Yeah, I feel like Adam's not overthinking it like maybe me and you are. He's just uh, going with True. his gut. True. That's a good point. Um, let's look at uh, Sunday's games, though. Um, first game on today's track, I believe, was was it Celtics at Hawks? 
or, yeah, or was it? No, it was uh, Bucks at Trailblazers. Um, Bucks ended up low. winning that game, one hundred eight to one hundred two. Um, were the Bucks missing players today? Um, I could have sworn. Well, I think Middleton was out, right? Middleton was out, and so was. Or maybe it was just Middleton. Yeah, I think it was just Middleton. It might have just been Middleton. But I mean, Robin um, Lopez didn't play. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not expecting Robin Lopez to play. But but um, Dame and uh, Giannis played. It was a little uh, revenge game for Dame Dalla. Yeah, he. I mean, from the field, not that great. He shot seven of twenty-one, four for twelve from deep, but still posted thirty-one points. Giannis had thirty-three. And they only won by six. But, I mean, the, the glaring thing in this game is you, you got to look at the bench on Milwaukee as, you know, non-existent. I mean, Bobby Portis, yeah, he'll chip in 10, 12, 15, whatever points in a game. But you got nobody else on that bench. I mean, Connaughton's not giving you much. Cameron Payne's not giving you much. Bochamp didn't really play that much in this game. And, um you're kind of just expecting that starting unit of Dame, Middleton, Giannis, Beasley uh, to kind of put up, put up points and, and carry that team. And um, I'm a little worried. What about you? Yeah, and uh, Crowder is out for this one, I guess, too. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the other guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm a little less worried with Middleton's there, but... Um, because he obviously adds scoring too, so it strengthens the the starting lineup even more and kind of helps with rotations. But yeah, I'm, I would be a little bit worried. I mean, Portis. I, I mean, I've seen good games out of Portis and Connaughton, so like, I'm not totally worried. But I feel like they need more consistency out of their bench, is what I'd probably say. Yeah. And I think, you know, Portland played pretty decent in this game. I mean, Jeremy Grant gave him 22. Brogdon chipped in 18 and 12 assists. Shaden Sharp, 17. Um, Scoot Henderson gave him 27 minutes off the bench, 5 of 10 from the field. 3 of 4 from 3 for 13 points. Uh, did get into foul trouble, though. He had five fouls in this game. and um, But, you know, I like, you know, the heart that Portland kind of showed in this game. And, you know, keeping it pretty close with a team in the East that's, you know, one of these top three teams is, is, you know, at least a little bit of a positive for this team that only has four wins in Portland. Yeah, I mean, that was it was good to see out of, out of Scoot, too, because that was probably one of his better games, at least from an efficiency standpoint. Right. Um, and then... But then you look at their starting lineup, and they're highly inefficient with, like, Sharp and Brogdon going to combined 14 for 42, which is not not the best look. Um, it's not great. Then, then you also got uh, Grant, who went 7 for 18. So not, not the most efficient game out of their starters, but it was nice to see Scoot have one of his better. I, obviously, things can only go up for Scoot because he's had kind of a rough start, but he looked pretty good in this one. Yeah, it's just it's amazing that two teams can get a hundred points when they both shoot lower than forty-one percent from the field. <laughs> I mean, give them like, like twenty years ago, that would have never happened. Like you'd be in like the seventies if you were shooting that way because you're not putting up high volume shots or taking as many three-point shots. Yeah. Um, 
nowadays you could shoot 40% and still somehow get over 100 points, which is crazy to think. Well, th thanks to a bunch of free throws, 52 total free throws in this game. That's true, yeah. I mean, the refs are, are blowing the whistles a lot lately, so it's kind of helping every team a little bit. Yeah. Especially Giannis shooting 18 free throws. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care how good you are um, at driving into the paint. There's no reason in a game you should have 18 free throws. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that, too. I feel like that's just... It's like at that point, we get it. <laughs> it's yeah. Like... I mean... And then if you're Portland, like maybe uh, maybe step in and draw a charge. Obviously, it's Giannis though, so maybe you don't want to do that yeah, all the I mean, time. I mean, if you want to jump in and take a charge on Giannis, be my guest. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I would just, you know, honestly, I'd, I you've got to follow say, him before he gets in the paint. Yeah, I'd say Aiden, get in there, take a charge, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on with Aiden though? Like Aiden's been, I mean, he, he went five for six a day, but. They traded for this guy to kind of be, if not the number one option, like number two option on this team, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody thought of him as the number one option because obviously they probably want that to be skewed for the future. But yeah, but like definitely right a now, number two option. Um, and I, this is he was out last game with a back injury, I believe. So I mean, that could maybe be part of it. But even before then, he wasn't. Setting the world on fire by any means. Um, that's kind of just who Aiton really is. Kind of just a, a jokester. <laughs> I know, but I, I remember us talking the offseason being like, you know, maybe a change of scenery is going to be, you know, beneficial for DeAndre Aiton and maybe cause him to, you know, score a little bit more points, um, you know, get his name out there a little bit more. But to this point in the season, he really hasn't improved his numbers from when he was on the Phoenix Suns. So um, I don't know if he can even be that number two option going forward with his team. Yeah, I mean, it's either him or maybe Grant, I guess. Or, I, I mean, I really don't know with it. They And the, the highlight I remember the most about Aiden's son's career was uh, when they were doing that workout after the game. Um, I don't know if you remember that, where they were working out after the game. That was pretty funny when they did that. Uh, I don't know. They're doing the full blown like weightlifting workout after the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what <laughs> you're it, talking about. It, it was pretty viral for a while, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got a, a pretty clutch win against the Raptors today, 105 to 102. Um, I think that brings them to 500 on the year, if I'm correct. Is that 8-8? Eight 9-8 and eight? Nine and eight now. So they're one game eight. above 500. Uh, Toronto drops to 8-9. and nine. So um, after you know a little bit of a struggle for Cleveland to start off the year, it seems like they finally kind of came into their groove a little bit now that they have you know Donovan Mitchell back. Um, I know Garland might deal with an injury uh did you do you know what happened with uh, Darius Garland in this game? Or... Yeah, it says he might be day to day for the next games. 
Did he play? Yeah, he played in this game. He got hurt a little bit last game. Like, he only played 14 minutes uh, against the Lakers right. uh, on Saturday. Played, so Played 41 today. Yeah, so I'm not really sure if he's hurt or not cause he, since he played so much today. But I think maybe it's just injury management with him or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if he's playing 41 Unless he got minutes. Hurt more. I'm not sure if he got hurt more or something. True. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say he's he's doing fine because <laughs> yeah. he, he went 10 for 16, shot 3 of 6 from 3. He had, you know, poured in 8 assists. So um, pretty good efficiency over 41 minutes. And um, they ended up getting a big win against a Toronto team who's kind of been struggling these last couple games. Um what do you what do you think the biggest issue is with Toronto when it comes to playing some of these teams that have stars like Cleveland does with Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell actually didn't do that great today. He shot four of seventeen for a measly ten points. But um, what do you think Toronto needs to do to maybe get a, a future star for this team, or um, do they have one on their team already? Um. Well, I, I mean, I the way Scotty started the season, um, and I've seen it. Scotty's kind of hot and cold a little bit. Like sometimes he looks like he's gonna be that star, and other times he looks like he's more of like a. I don't even know what to say. He looks like maybe like a Jeremy Grant type player or something like that. But I feel like yeah. that's kind of kind of crappy to say that about Scotty. But because he does look really good at times, it just I don't know if he's like a number one option on a championship team but i i could i think he's probably good enough that he could maybe be a, like a two option on a championship team i think they need that like real superstar where i, f- I feel like they have a lot of no- like i feel the same way about pascal and og is probably more of like a third option but i just feel like they're missing that like that guy like that like if, if you put a superstar on their team i feel like this would be one of the best teams in the nba like Say if you if you put like a Tatum on their team, like this team would be crazy good. Or something. <laughs> yeah, like that, I mean, you know? if, if you put a Tatum on any team, I think they would well, make that team a lot better. Yeah, it would make that team better, but I feel like they would be the favorite if you put a Tatum on this team. Or oh something yeah, like that, you know? yeah. Like they have a ton of like good complementary pieces. They just they're missing that like superstar. Right, and that I mean. The way I look at it with Scotty Barnes is, is he a guy that you see in the future averaging close to what Shea and Ant are averaging, like in that 25, 26, 27 points per game average? I I just don't know if he can. Yeah. At, on good efficiency, too. Yeah, I, that's I think it's. Tough. You know, I have no questions about him getting in the paint, finishing the paint, but. Uh, his three-point shot is, you know, it's hot and cold. So um, some nights, you know, he's hitting it, and he go, he can go like four for seven or something like that. But um, on off nights, like kind of like today, he went one for four. So um, if you're not getting that high scoring volume, you're kind of you you kind of have to throw it off to Pascal. Which I mean, I haven't seen much from Pascal this year besides you know maybe a handful of games where he's put up a good stat line but it, he, he's just been inconsistent on the offensive end yeah no i, I definitely agree with that uh, that's probably one of that kind of been one of scotty's problems like throughout his career is that like 
he brings a lot of stats, like assist-wise and rebounding, and defensively, he's always been pretty good. But just the scoring-wise, like he's not super consistent and not really up to what you need to be to be a superstar. Like if you're gonna be a superstar, you gotta average like 25 plus, in my opinion. Right. He's a star, though, right? Oh yeah, I'd say he's a star. But like, there's a lot of stars in the league. Yeah. I mean, there's what a, like like Cat's a star. Yeah, but there's like what, 30, star. 35 stars in this league. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, give or take. Yeah. But there's only uh, like 10 superstars in my opinion. You may, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think 10's a good number. Yeah. Here's here's a question. Can you name those 10? Like who would who would you say are those superstars? I mean, obviously you got like the Jokic's, LeBron, the Tatum's. I don't even world. know if I'd still put LeBron as a superstar like a I mean, it's not that he's not... I'd say he's still a star. And obviously, LeBron's been a superstar for like 15-plus years. But I'm just saying at this current point in his career, I don't know if he's a superstar. Like, you don't You don't think the numbers he's putting up right now on a Lakers team that's, you know, close to the top in the West? That well, I mean, I mean it's not like they're bad, but like AD yesterday put up a monster double-double. Like, and that was probably why they won that game. Yeah, uh, but I like I think the Lakers have two superstar. superstars on their team. I mean, if you have two superstars, like you should win an NBA championship every year. Yeah, Don't you but think? <laughs> like, not you have every two of the year. top ten players in the league. Well, injuries play a factor in that too. They weren't injured last year. They dealt with injuries a lot during the regular season. That's what got them in trouble and had to you know play. Some of these yeah. harder teams, and then have to play Denver, who's got the number one, one superstar. superstar, the number one superstar. Yeah, in they this do league. have the number one, but and then they also have. Either way, I, I would say we don't have to get in a LeBron debate right now. I mean, he's obviously been a superstar <laughs> for most of his career, and you could still yeah. put him in that category because he does probably have like the highest basketball IQ in the league. Okay, um, so besides, on your besides maybe Jokic, I don't know. Right, so your top ten. Who do you have for your superstars on your top ten? You, you got Jokic. I'd, you got Tatum. in no order. I'd say Jokic, yeah. Tatum, Giannis. I put mm-hmm. AD in there. I feel like AD's dominant on both sides of the ball. Right. Um, when he's healthy, um, I would put uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. I I'd probably put yeah. I put KD. I'd put. I'm not sure if I'd put Devin Booker yet. Just wow. I think I they've would, got two superstars. I'd I mean, put my, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah, I'd put him in there. And I'd put Embiid. Embiid I mean, if I'm going to put sure. Embiid, I should probably put Booker. Right. Because um, he hasn't had playoff success. Um, I I can't put Ant or Shea yet in there. I, I think they're, they're on, just on the verge of being in it. Those two are. So what, like rising stars? Basically, yeah, like like if they win a playoff series this year, they're probably in it. So you're saying in the next year or two, like they're going to be superstars? Yeah, and I think they'll swap out with like an older player like Katie and LeBron or something. LeBron, like that. yeah, I get that. Would you um, throw Trey Young? Is he just a star? I'm, he's a star. Okay. Cat's um, a star. Yep. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. At this point in their career, stars. Oh, I mean, we're missing out on Luca too. He's a superstar. Oh, he's a superstar. Yeah. 
Steph's a superstar. Steph's, yeah. Draymond is just a ball kicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your your superstars are. Uh, hopefully, I got this right. So you got Luca, Jokic, Tatum, Jimmy Butler. So that's yeah. four. AD, five, Steph, Steph, six, six, KD, KD, seven, no Devin Booker, (laughs) no, uh, I mean, I would put Devin Booker in there probably, okay, because I'm putting Embiid too, so that's Giannis, Giannis, nine, all right, yeah, you already said Giannis, Embiid, nine, Embiid, nine, but not in any order, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, we're not doing orders, but maybe that's something we can do in the future. Maybe you know, do our yeah, so our I, order I'd of our top ten. Right or... around like ten to twelve. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe my superstar list is a little bit longer. Like, I would throw, I would throw Ant and Shea in there as superstars right now. Um, right now. Yep. I would still keep. <sighs> I, I think I would still keep Paul George as a superstar in there and Kawhi Leonard because I know what they can provide when they are healthy. Um, yeah. I just feel like I've been saying that for too many years in a row at this point. I know. I know. I know. Um, Bam Adebayo's kind of on that cusp for me. Yeah, for me, he's not. He's just not good enough offensively to... I think come playoff time, like he showed last year, that he, like, can be that guy. Really, or was it Jimmy Butler and some big performances of Caleb Martin? <laughs> well, it was that too? But like, I don't know if you remember, but Bam in the finals had some monster games where he had like twenty-eight and fourteen in a number of games. Like, that's I think that's a superstar type of game. And maybe maybe I'm focusing yeah. too much on on the good games he had versus the games where he only put up like 14 points. So I mean maybe that's on me. I mean I mean Aaron Gordon had some big games in the finals. True, but Aaron superstar. Gordon it was mainly defensively though. He had some big games like big rebounding games, big point games. I mean anybody on Denver can have a big point game with with Jokic though passing the ball, right? Yeah, but and, Jimmy's and a good plus passer. Jamal Murray. I do, I do like Bam. Bam is a pretty good passer for a big man. Right, right. Um, he's close for me. I mean, yeah. I just feel like he's not that consistent of a scorer. Like, and he has no three point shot. I feel like that dampens it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like he got him a three point shot. It would help, yeah. Well, maybe maybe in the future we can do a you know maybe like a top twenty, top thirty all time play or not all time, but uh, top thirty players in our eyes right now, as of now, um, and kind of list them out for you know for me, you, and and Matt or, or me, you, and Adam. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, so if the fans want to see that, uh, let us know because we will definitely have it come out. And if you don't let us know, we'll probably just throw it out as well. So, um, and also say say what your criteria for a superstar is too. Yeah, we we want to like, know what you, you guys don't agree think with is. Ours. Yeah, um, it's a good point. Love to yeah. hear it. Yeah. Um, 
looking back at Sunday's games, or I should say today's games, uh, as this podcast comes out, it'll be yesterday's yesterday's games. Um, the Orlando Magic have been on fire recently. Uh, Twelve and five record wise, they just got another clutch win um, against the Charlotte Hornets, one thirty to one seventeen. Um, kind of sad seeing Lamelo go down a little bit, Matt. Right? Yeah, well, it's tough to tell how bad it was because uh, they were saying it was an ankle, and then some people were saying it was a leg. So I couldn't really tell what it was. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. If anybody didn't know that. <laughs> I did. I thought you were a doctor. That's why I asked you the question because I thought you were a doctor. <laughs> but if he is out for a significant time, that that's unfortunate because they just got uh, Scary Terry back too, who was out for had to have been like three weeks maybe or something like that or yeah, about two, two, two and a half weeks, three weeks, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> they get one, they get Bridges back, the, and then they get Scary Terry back, and then they lose the mellow. It's tough. And, uh, the one time they have a full healthy lineup and then this happens not a good yeah. sign and uh from what i saw on the court is you know lamello had to get cart like helped up and uh by his teammates off the court so yeah. um hopefully it's not anything serious where it's gonna miss major time i mean if you're a charlotte fan you're probably or even a lamello fan you're probably hoping like you're hoping more you like, know, a, like Jaden a couple games, like a two to three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that you can kind of you can manage your season by just you know missing out on like four to six games instead of it being an extended period of time. So hopefully it's not anything serious. Um, but I do want to talk about this Orlando team. Uh, Cole Anthony game high. 30 points, um, shot pretty good from the field, 9 of 16. Um, also shot 12 free throws. I mean, he's not known for shooting point or free throws, but um, clearly he had that determination to attack the basket. Obviously, Charlotte's not the best rim-protecting team um, once you have Mark Williams out of the game. So um, I, I, I've just been impressed with this Orlando Magic team. And, and how they're playing defensively. Yeah, I mean, this this Orlando Magic team has played like <laughs> above all expectations this year. Uh, they've looked good defensively. I think, what aren't they the best defense team in the league, like points-wise? I right, believe so, yeah. Right now. Um, just in general, they've looked really good, like especially like offensively, too, like down the stretch and, like, uh, like fourth quarters they've looked really well too like they've executed well um been able to close out games like this sometimes that's a, a thing that young teams can struggle with is closing out games i feel like they've done a good job of that especially against some some good teams too at times um i think paulo yeah paulo's looked really good his second year but it, it hasn't really just been paulo either it's been a like a collective effort i thought i think franz has looked really good and also like uh, even his brothers actually played really good at times. Uh, Mo Wagner, um, right? But but just in general, uh, they've played really good. And um, I, is Fultz back yet, or is he still? No, that's out, that's the scary thing. Is like they don't even have their full lineup. I mean, they're starting Batazzi. They're starting their rookie Anthony Black. I mean, Fultz is still. I, I mean, from what I've heard, it's he should be back here shortly. Soon. And same with Wendell Carter, who. 
is normally their starting center um, and two key pieces to this team. And they're still getting it done with, you know, those two players. And then, you know, it helps when you're getting 30 points off the bench from Cole Anthony, 11 from Wagner. And when we've got veterans like Engels and Gary Harris, um, Jonathan Isaac um, has started to play well too after missing basically two and a half years. So, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of talent on this team. That's one of those things too, is like, how, how do you go about that too? Is when you got like somebody like, Wendell Carter, who's missed so much time, and then Goga's been playing super well. Is he instantly no minutes once uh, Wendell comes back um, with him playing yeah. so good? Um, and then Fultz, Fultz fits in a little bit better just because, I mean, he definitely has outplayed like other point guards when they're starting. Um, but Wendell Carter wasn't even looking that great, so it's, it's tough to say. I feel like They'll probably ease him in slowly anyways, just because he's been out for a while. So I think Gogo and Mo will get some minutes, but eventually it'll be Wendell's position back again because he, he is their best center. Um, right. Most consistent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is going to be tough to like find the minutes to kind of make that work because, you know, Wendell hasn't played that great to start the season and then he's had injuries and then, like you said, Goga's been playing well. Mo Wagner's been playing well. So how do you make it work with three centers on that roster? And then, you know, maybe it, towards the trade deadline, you try to maybe trade one of them to maybe get some shooting on this team because they're, they're not the best three-point shooting team. and They don't have a ton of three-point shooters outside of, like, Gary Harris. Um, and then, what, Cole Anthony maybe? Yeah, Cole Anthony inefficiently. Um, yeah. I mean, Angles or Ingles is a good uh, three-point right. shooter, but but he's not, um, he's not going to put up like four to six threes a game for you because oh no, yeah. At this point not. in his career, he's only playing like maybe eighteen to twenty minutes a game. Yeah. Um. And two, who who's starting right now at point guard for him? Is it is Cole Anthony or? No, it's Anthony no, Black it's not, right now. Yeah, Anthony Black. That's and and I was, Suggs. I was gonna say Anthony Black can't shoot that well. Right. Um. They did. I think Jet Howard can shoot well. Uh. But he hasn't played like a ton. So it'd be nice to maybe see him break out a little bit. Um. I know that's why they drafted him is to be that type of a shooter, but it hasn't really come to fruition yet in the NBA. Um. For him. But it'll be interesting to see if, I mean, at this point too, they they have such a good record that you kind of have to think that they maybe would make a move for some shooting to help compete more. Right, especially in the Eastern Conference, that you know, the top teams are kind of dealing with some injury stuff. Like, you know, Embiid just took a back-to-back uh, day off. I, I don't know if he's going to do that going forward. I would guess so. Um, against the Timberwolves not too long ago. And then, you know, Bucks have ran, ran into some injury issues with, you know, Damian Lillard, Giannis, um, Middleton. Um, they're getting a little older. Celtics, I know, you know, White's missed some time. Um, same with Drew Holiday. Um, I think Tatum missed maybe one or two games. Same with Brown. But, yeah, and Porzingis um, just got hurt too. Right. So... You know, I mean, if they keep winning like this and, um, 
Yeah, man. Second, that's second in the East right now. That's just yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. impressive. Uh, that's more than impressive for this Orlando. I mean, Orlando used to be for the last what twenty years, maybe maybe not twenty years, but at least the last ten years, they've always been you know a bottom bottom five in the Eastern Conference and. Um, it's good to see a little shake up from them and, and see them start to perform with these young stars that they have on their team. And yes, I am calling Paolo a young star. I am calling Jalen Suggs a young star after so many people were writing him off. I, it just, it was mind boggling to me thinking that people are like, Oh, after Jalen Suggs second year, they're like, ah, he's, he's over. He's not going to be what we thought he is. And I'm, that's totally fine for them to think, but in my eyes, like he's always shown that flash where um, defensively, like he he's one of the best steals guys in the game, um, one of the best on-ball defenders. The only thing that maybe you can question about him is his three-point shot, and um, like a lot of players that uh, exert a lot of energy on defense, like that three-point shot is going to come and go uh, game to game, and you know. They don't really need him to score 20 plus points for this Orlando team. Yeah, no, they definitely don't. And uh, it's nice to see somebody like Paolo too shoot better from three because he's shooting 44% right now from three, which I I don't think that'll hold up completely. I think, but at the same time, Franz is shooting 27%. So I feel like those kind of can kind of like even out where you'll get similar production three point wise. Um, and then with uh, Sugg shooting 35%, career-wise, he's shooting 28%. And I think just the way, like, consistency helps. And prior to this, he hasn't been consistent, partly because he hasn't got to play enough because of injuries. So I think your shot is able to get a little bit more consistent when you're playing, you know, like a regular game schedule. Like, it, it was, he, at one point, he was doing this, like, where he was getting hurt, like, He'd play like three, four games, get hurt, and then play like, and then miss like three weeks, play a couple games, and get hurt again. So, like, that's really tough as a young player to get your shot down consistently. Cause, you know, a lot of uh, like three point shot making as, as a young player is confidence in your shot. And that confidence can stem from being on the court, making plays, and stuff like that. So, I think for, for Suggs, like, his his biggest goal will probably stay healthy. I think the shot will come, which, it, I mean, clearly it has. He's shooting 35% from three. Um, but, yeah, like like you were saying, he, he is an incredible on, on-ball defender. Um, same with Jonathan Isaac, too. Like, uh, I'm not really sure what he's shooting, which doesn't really matter as much for him. But um, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, which they haven't had the luxury of having these past, like, almost three years um so that's been really nice for them but yeah i think uh sitting second in the east uh got the the magic that they're, they're up to something over there down in orlando yeah something's i don't know <laughs> if it's uh, is it is it disneyland there yeah i think disneyland or, or disney world it might disney be world. disney world disney in too. florida yeah yeah but, i think you're right Something's something's definitely magical something's down up. there. Maybe a little Mickey Mouse championship. I have to call, call the Lakers for some tips down there. Yeah, you never <laughs> know. 
No, I thought, I thought you had an excellent point when you talked about Jalen Suggs, you know, having to deal with injuries his first two years, you know, being in and out of the lineup. That's, I mean, for any young player, um, actually, basically any NBA player in general, unless you're LeBron James or somebody who's been doing it for 20 years that knows what they're going to do on a game-to-game basis, um, it's vital for these young players to have that playing time to go through the ups and downs of a regular season um, and when you're not being you know not necessarily healthy all year it's kind of tough to get in that groove and then you're coming in back into situations where other players are stepping up and they have to step into different roles so um, definitely nice for them to finally get some health going minus their starting point guard and center but um, I'm not really worried about those two coming back in the thick of things and and helping out this Orlando team as, as you know, I would for like a Jonathan Isaac or a Jalen Suggs who really don't have a bunch of games under their belt. Um, but, it, it, I mean, it is nice to see some of these younger teams like Orlando, Minnesota, the Thunder, Houston, Indiana, you know, a bunch of these younger teams start to perform um, in this current season. You know, will it last for the the rest of the regular season? I guess we'll find out. But um, it's definitely nice for those fan bases to finally, you know, get some solid basketball that they haven't really seen um, in years past. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back from the break, we will talk about Josh Giddy and the unfortunate events that has transpired in his life. Um, and then we will get into part four of, uh, shot side NBA pick them. Um, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Um, uh, Josh Giddy has been in the news, not for the right reasons, Matt, but, um, you know, I think I heard about this news about four or five days ago, maybe six. Um, I had a buddy that texted me at like, I think it was like 1130 on a weeknight. And I was like, what, what could this possibly be? And all it said was, did you hear what happened to Josh Giddy? I was in my head. I was thinking, you know, was this a a car crash? Did he get a car crash? Did he get, you know, hit by a car? Like, uh, What's his face? Ubre. Like Kelly Ubre. Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. I had no clue. I was like, I was like, I had to ask. Cause I was like, but this, you know, I'm a NBA podcaster. So I have to know what's going on. And he was like, he sent me the, the Twitter thread and it was Josh Giddy. Um, how, how do you put it? Um, had relations with an underage girl and when i first saw this news my first thoughts were is this you know an old tweet from when he was younger um maybe a past relationship but it's clearly a recent relationship there's been a lot of photos to uh kind of collaborate with that as well um Honestly, it's it's terrible news for the Thunder because the Thunder were in such a good position. They have a great record in the West. Um, Giddy honestly hasn't been playing that well this year either, um, and he's a young. He's only twenty one. 
Matt, what are your thoughts on on the investigation that the NBA is going to have to investigate with Josh Giddy potentially being with an underage girl? Um, granted, you have to know that in the state of Oklahoma, I don't know if she's 15 or 16 or whatever it is, but she is underage. In the state of Oklahoma, you are able to date somebody who's 16 or above. Um, it's also the same case in Australia as well, where he grew up, Josh Giddy. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's my first thought is uh, Carl Malone, but um, <laughs> my, oh my, my second thought would probably be uh, I don't know. I just it's it's a little crazy, but I I have seen some of the, the stuff. Um, I mean, it really all comes down to what's true out of what's coming out or not. You know, like is she actually you know, 15 or 16 or whatever. I don't know what exactly. I know it was like below 16 six or 16 or under, which is why it's such a big issue, obviously. Um, yeah. And then obviously right now, I think Giddy's like, what, 21? Is it? 21. I think, yeah. I believe. So, it, I mean, also coming into play too, like is when are the pictures from and stuff. And like the pictures aren't anything like nude or anything like that. Um, like doesn't show, one of like, them kind of is though. Well, it kind it kind of is, but it's not like it's not like child like stuff like that. You know, like it, it doesn't show like anything on like the the minor that's in question here. So like you don't have to worry about seeing that or anything like that. But, but I mean, she did have a post where like they were half nude, and it said, oh, "I just yeah, fucked no, I know. Josh Giddy." <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking up the story, you don't have to worry about seeing anything like that or anything. No, um, I know, but it, I mean, it's crazy. Like it, the NBA is definitely going to investigate. I, I'm a little surprised that he's, he's still playing just off the base. Like if it does come out that it's true, like that's not the best look for the NBA. Cause they, they could still suspend him with pay until the investigation is over. Um, cause like that, that, it's not hurting him or it's not hurting the franchise like if he's still getting paid like and then it won't make the NBA look bad if they're letting a pedo play but like at, at the end of the day I guess we don't know what happened exactly so it is just from like a basketball standpoint although he hasn't been having the best year it is it's tough for this franchise like because they're heartbreaking the team, the team in in itself was having a great year, so um, yeah. I mean, whether because at the end of the day, Giddy does more than just score too. Like he's a good facilitator and stuff like that. Um, can rebound the I've, heck out of the ball at six foot six. Yeah, he can rebound the ball. I mean, apparently he can. He's not that good with ladies because like, he had to go for. A middle schooler, I guess, but um, you know he's a very wealthy NBA player. <laughs> but um, she's I, in high school, but still, it's not that doesn't make it sound it, it doesn't make it sound any better. Though. I mean, and I honestly like I, it's tough because I've heard that it, it was in California too, and the age is eighteen in California. So oh, is it in California? I, apparently, that's it was a different in California, story. Then. So like that's. Because I was thinking maybe if it was like in Oklahoma or in the off season in Australia or something, it could be right. A different then he's case, not breaking any laws. 
Yeah, I mean, and then then it just more comes to like morality type thing of what you think's right and wrong. Um, right. But when you're breaking laws, then it does become a thing of the NBA and suspensions do come. And I mean, if it turns out to be true, he there's a very real chance that he could never play an NBA game again. Um, I mean, if just if what if what you say is correct, and it was in California. Even if it was in Oklahoma and she's 16 and it's still of age, my moral compass still says like that's wrong. Like it. Like, oh yeah, I, I agree. Like if she's got to be above 18, he's got to be above 18. Vice, I mean, guy or girl, um, it doesn't matter in my eyes. Like, yeah, both of them have to be above 18 to be able to date, to be able to, to yeah, man, you know, have a relationship. High school. Right. Right. But yeah. we're talking NBA stuff, so obviously this isn't going to apply yeah, no. to anybody yeah. that's not in, you know, not below the high school level. And that that's just crazy in general too. Like an NBA player trying to date a high schooler. Yeah. That, like, that's. I just, mean, these guys are making like. Come on. Because you have to think of it too. Like these guys are making millions of dollars too, so that impacts situations too. Like that can make somebody feel more forced to do something. You know. Right, and Josh Kidd, still, kind of power. Yeah. he still hasn't got paid. He still hasn't gotten his, you know, what would be close to a max contract for the type of player that he is coming soon. It might not never come. And if the allegations that haven't been, you know, presented in this case turn out to be true, proven by the NBA, proven by officials, mm-hmm. I, I think it does end his career. And it's heartbreaking because – this OKC team needs somebody like him on their team. And uh, I, I really feel for the other players on that team because, you know, Chet's, you know, a top rookie uh, in this league. He's probably right there with Wemby um, and Brandon Miller as well. But, I mean, it's just so disappointing to have somebody that's so talented, somebody who's been – gifted with the talents that he has to not only possibly squander it but to squander it for his future life with whoever his children are whoever his family is um it's just a negative you know spotlight that's been put on him the okc thunder everybody that's involved with him and uh for his sake for the situation i hope it's not how it looks and uh, yeah. I, I know, you know, with media, sometimes things you know can be put out that isn't factual. And um, at this point, we have to sit back and kind of figure out what actually is the truth and what, um, you know, what well, and, is going to be put out there. And if, if you're the NBA, like, it's got to be as thorough as possible, but also as quick as possible, too, because right. this is something that. I mean, is a terrible look for the NBA if it does come out to be true. So that's why time is kind of a essential a little bit. Just, I mean, because you can't have like a two-month investigation and have like no. it come out at the end that, you know, like I feel like that's pretty pretty bad on the NBA's part. But hopefully they're going as quickly as possible. And, I mean, all we can do is kind of wait at this point. Right. And this comes, you know, not even a year after the whole job Morant situation, which was vital, and he got suspended for half or a fourth of the season. Twenty, 
Was it 20 or 25 games? Uh, 25 games. 25 games. And, you know, if this comes down, I it's got to be... I don't know if, if any team would want to pick him up because I think this is a, more of a severe matter, I think, than the whole uh, yeah, John I mean, Morant this thing. Is, the John Morant thing is nothing compared to this. <laughs> no, no. Um, it, it's just a... Like you said, it's a terrible look, and I, I don't know which way this is going. I, I hope it's not going in the direction that everything seems to point towards. Yeah, I mean, at this point, that's really all I, I have to say about it, just because, I mean, all we can do is sit back and wait to see how the investigation goes. Uh, if it goes the same way as the Twitter investigation went, um, it's not going to turn out well for the Thunder, but... Um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of stuff is on, uh, Adam Silver's plate. It has been for the past three years. And, uh, I think he's handled it the best he can. And, you know, he's one of the best owners, um, in the, not owners, but, um, um, (laughs) can't think of the name of his title. (laughs) Commissioner. Commissioner. Thank you. God, I don't know why that, why that blanked on me, but I, I think he's one of the best commissioners in pro sports. And they're they're not um, owners, anyways. They're governors. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, that's on me. Yeah. But uh, I, I think what he's had to deal with the past, you know, five or so years, trying to not only build the NBA product in general, but also have to deal with a lot of these off the court incidents too. Um, it's uh it's not an easy job, and I wouldn't want to be in his position, but uh, he's got a lot to think no. about. He's got a lot to review, and obviously he has help as well dealing with this stuff as well, and it's you know a legal matter in itself. So uh, we'll keep you guys up to date on what happens with that and how you know this kind of turns out. So um, as of now, this is all we're going to talk about, Josh Giddey, um, unless something else pops up. But... Um, with that being said, let's get into our last part of the podcast, our shot side pick'em part four. As of now, the standings are Adam is, I believe, 28 of 45. He went 8 of 15, so not as great as his previous runs, but still had the best record in part three. Matt, you followed him up cooking. with... Dude, he's <laughs> cooking. He is cooking with these questions. Uh, Matt, you got six of 15. Uh, me and Jake went five of 15. So not the best week for us. Um, I, I think in the questions, I was 0 for six to start off. Um, so, you know, I think I mentioned in the previous podcast, like I need to start out strong. Otherwise it, it wasn't going to end well for me, but, um, part four, this is for Tuesday's in season, uh, tourney games. Matt, we basically have to go perfect. Got to hope that Adam, you know, either doesn't submit his questions or has a poor outing, which as we've seen through these first three games or or, um, not games, but parts, uh, he's literally killed us. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much have to get them all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the way you know it's gone for these first three parts, uh, I just don't see it coming unless we get a little lucky. 
Yeah, I mean, the good thing is that Adam's not on this podcast right now, though, so maybe right. maybe that'll hurt his picking, so <laughs> not, yeah. not hearing our, our expertise. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We got the upper advantage, hopefully. Um, we did have a question in here that will de- that dealt with the mellow ball. I took it out. Uh, it If you do look at our X profile, it has that question on there. It's dealing with the mellow ball. Um, I have now switched it. Uh, we'll go through it uh, a little bit later, but just know that uh, I will post another X uh, tweet about um, us changing it so that you guys get the correct questions um, if the mellow ball is missing in that Tuesday game. Um, let's start out with question one and two. Both are for the Bulls at Celtics game. We'll start with question one. Um, I'll go first, and then, Matt, you can follow up with uh, your answer. But question one, okay. will the Celtics win by more or less than 8.5 points? This is the line that uh, the NBA DraftKings has set for this game. Um, I'm going to go with less. I think the Celtics do win this game. I think they're probably, they probably go up by like 10, 15 points, and then – you know, maybe the last four minutes, the Bulls kind of cut it to around like six or seven uh, or eight is what I'm hoping for. So I'm going less. This one's tough because uh, the Celtics are kind of dealing with some injuries, but I'm, I just think the Celtics are a much better team. It's uh, at home. I'm uh, I'm going to go more on this. Yeah. This, this question one, I really debated a lot. I, I wrote down more to start off, and I was like, you know, I have to take another chance again. The chances haven't worked in the first part three, first three parts of this, and uh, you know, I'll probably lose this one as well. So, um, <laughs> I got to take another chance, maybe get some more points. But uh, question number two, Bulls at Celtics, part two of the question: Which team gets to 15 points first? I went with Celtics. Um, I just think Celtics are going to, you know, come up. It's at home. I think they get up to a good start and uh, kind of roll with this one. Yeah, I'm uh, going to have to agree with you on that one. I'm, I think it's going to be Celtics, Celtics, Celtics throughout this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that too. Um, question number three, Raptors at Nets. Who will be the leading scorer for the night? I went with... Uh, Probably the favorite for this, Mikel Bridges. I think he's been playing well, and um, I'm not picking any more Raptors players. <laughs> that was that was probably who I was going to go with, but just so I can try to get a point, I'll, I'll go with uh, Pascal. Yeah, you remember the last time you picked pa- Pascal and it didn't work? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it'll we work both this did. time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I picked, I picked Scotty once, too, so... Might have, yeah, yeah. I just remember for part, I think it was part three, we both picked Pascal and Adam picked uh, Zach Levine and yeah, ended up Levine. winning it. So yeah. that was a tough one. But it's uh, typical. <laughs> it is, it is. That's uh, that's how it goes in these questions. Question four and five will both be Hawks at Cavs. We'll start with four. Hawks at Cavs. Which team wins the game? You know, both teams are pretty close, pretty even record-wise. Um, 
if anybody knows me from these podcasts, I usually tend to lean towards defense. Um, and I will go Cleveland Cavaliers in this one. This this one's tough. Um, the Hawks might be missing Jalen Johnson because he got hurt last game. Right. Um, so I'll probably lean Cavs here too because Cavs just got uh, D. Mitch back. Um, they played today, so they're off tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll go with the Cavs here. Okay. Well, let's go on Cavs on question four. Question five, Hawks at Cavs. Which team has more rebounds total in the game? So offensive, defensive, combined um, rebounds. Um, you know, I'm sticking with the Cavs on this one. <laughs> I'm also sticking with the Cavs. All I right. think they're just a little bit better rebounding team. Well, hopefully Adam tends to go Atlanta on that one. <laughs> and, I, and I think uh, the, the Hawks will be throwing up some shots that are more likely to be rebounded. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. <laughs> um, question number six and seven, both Bucks at Heat. Question six, which team records more stocks? So if you guys don't know what stocks are, uh, it's basically just blocks and steals combined. Um, no, if those you look would be at wheels, steals and blocks. <laughs> you said blocks <laughs> and steals. I said steals and blocks. Oh, gotcha. Stocks. Well, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> It's up to it's up to the interpreter on this one. I'm gonna um, go with the Bucks on this one. Going with Bucks, okay. So Bucks are the leader, one of the top leaders in blocks. Heat are one of the top leaders in steals, and vice versa for the other category. Um, I'm gonna go with Heat. I think the Heat are a better defensive team, but knowing uh, my thought process in this type of deal, I will probably end up getting this one wrong. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Brooke Lopez on a tear blocking, so yeah. I'm expecting at least eight blocks from him. So. Well, if he if he doesn't get <laughs> if he doesn't get at least three blocks, I, I'm guessing he probably win this one. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. Question number seven for that Bucks at Heat game: Who will be the assist leader for the game? Um, I guessed him on part three as well. I will go with him on part four just because I know. How much he loves to just fuck me over. I'm going to go with Kyle Lowry. Mr. Mr. Big Mr. Booty. Big Booty himself. <laughs> yep. I think I went Jimmy Butler on the last one. I, who even won that one? Uh, it was Julius Randle with seven assists. Oh, Randle. Yeah. Wasn't um, even Brunson. I'll probably go with Jimmy. I'll go Jimmy. Going Jimmy again. Yeah. We're, we're sticking with the same, same we're sticking team. With They're the same players. Yeah. Hey, if it if it ain't broke, or if it is broke, might as well Just break it again. Just keep letting it be broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question eight and nine, both Hornets at Knicks games. Uh, question number eight, which player will have the most turnovers in this game between the Hornets and the Knicks? I will go with the infamous uh, assist leader of that game that we just talked about and Julius Randle. Which player will have the most turnovers? Or team? Yeah. Player. Which player? Um, hmm. Granted, I'm, tough cause I I'm was factoring say in. If, right. I'm factoring in that LaMelo won't play. 
So if you want to be safe, uh, yeah. or you can be risky and be like, okay, Lamelo's gonna play. I'll pick him. I don't think he'll play. I'll go with Scary Terry. Scary Terry. You know, that was my second dairy option. So that's a solid pick. And he's gonna have the ball a lot more too if the mellow is out. So we'll yeah. see. Question number nine, uh, along with that Hornets at Knicks game, which player grabs the most rebounds between Mark Williams and Mitchell Robinson? Um, you know, I have to go with Mitchell Robinson just because he basically helped me win 500 bucks a day. So I'm gonna continue that strategy. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to go with Marky Mark. He's averaging over 10 a game, so it's pretty promising. Right. Yep. I mean, I, I do, it's, it's going to be a tough one because both those two are good at rebounding. I just think, you know, I, I just have bias, and I know Mark Williams probably won this one because he plays a little bit more minutes and stays out of foul yeah. trouble for the most part. Sleeper pick would be Bridges, though. He, he's a pretty good rebounder True. as well. Right. Um, question number 10 and 11 will be for the Thunder at Timberwolves games. Um, question number 10. Who will be the leading scorer of the game? This one hurts me to say, but I will go with Shea Gilgis Alexander SGA. That does hurt. Uh, I'm going to have to... Keep it real and go with uh, Mr. Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. Okay. It's, uh, I picked him against the Kings. He screwed me. I'm going to pick <laughs> him against the Thunder. Hopefully his, his size along with Rudy's size, just a little too much to handle for the the Thunder. Yeah. Matt, we might have to make our new slogan be, if it's broke, keep breaking it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> Our, our slogan will be, it can't be wrong every time. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, nope, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 11 for that Thunder and Wolves game. Which team will win the game? <sighs> Gotta go Timberwolves. Gotta. Yeah, I mean, uh, I couldn't consider myself a T-Wolves fan if I didn't pick the T-Wolves here. Right. And I honestly, I thought about this a lot. I was like, do I go Thunder? Because, I mean... And then I was like, nah, I, I can't root for a, a team that has Josh Giddy on their team. <laughs> right. And I'm also a Timberwolves, Timberwolves fan, so it's I'm guessing all three of us, maybe all four of us are going to go for get, go for the Wolves. So um, that might be just a question we all get right, a little freebie, or it's going to be a question we all get wrong. So we'll see. Question number 12 and 13 will be for the Rockets at Mavs game. Um, question number 12, how many players will record a double-double? It always seems like I, I end up doing these double-double questions for either a Rocket or Nuggets type of uh, game. Um, we're doing again for part four. So, um, you know, I... I thought about going four again because I got it right on the last one. I got it right on the part part one when I guessed it right. I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to go with three. And we also have a bonus point for if you can guess the players that record a double-double. So I'm going to go with Luka Doncic, obviously. I think Elperin Sangoon will also get a double-double. Then I'm going with Jabari Smith Jr. to get that third double-double. Hmm. I'm going to go with three as well. 
Okay. But I'm gonna go with E or not Jokic, uh, Mini Jokic, Sangoon, um, Luka Doncic, and Fred VanVleet. Yep. I, I honestly, <laughs> I mean, Luka and Sangoon were locks for me, and then it was like, d- do I want to pick? You know. S- s- uh, Jabari Smith Jr., who's been playing well lately, or do I want to play a more of a lock player who's been Fred Beverly, you know, assisting the ball um, and scoring the ball? So, you know what? That was yeah. my secondary option. I'll let you have it. Um, <laughs> just being generous here. <laughs> that that, one, um, that one's pretty tough. It is. It is because like you, we could have like one, and then you don't get the bonus point anyways. So. Yeah. Um, question number 13 for that Rockets at Mavs game, part two. Who will record the final bucket of the game? This question, when I thought of it and wrote it down, I was like, this is one of the most impossible questions you could possibly have because you don't know if it's going to be a blowout and some random person's going to score or if it's going to be a close game and somebody like, you know, Derek Lively Jr. gets a slam dunk at the end of the game to win the game. So, yeah. I mean, on this oh one, you're God. literally you're literally throwing a dart at a dartboard trying to hope you get the right one. So, I threw a dart and um, at my imaginary dartboard and landed on Tim Hardaway Jr. for this one. This one's tough, but I, th- I think I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, he, I thought he's about... He's what I like to call a closer. Mm, yeah. I, I think a lot of people would call him a closer, too. Unless you're like a you know, a Boston Celtics fan or a Brooklyn Nets fan. Probably not uh, too high on him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I do like the pick. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game. And, you know, the, the for sure ones you probably are thinking are, you know, Luka Doncic, Kyrie, um... Maybe Jay, maybe Jalen Green, if he has a good game. Maybe Jabari, Sangoon, Fred VanVleet. I mean, there's a bunch of options, but um, I, I think you have a better chance of winning that one than I do. Um, question number 14 and 15 will be the Warriors at Kings game. Question number 14. Who will score more points between Stephen Curry and De'Aaron Fox? I'm going to go with... Uh, Mr. De'Aaron Fox on this one. Mr. Wow. Fourth Quarter. Dude, just a Curry hater out here. That's no. not true. I took his I took his over on uh, <laughs> points. You took his under and got it wrong. So who's the real Steph Curry hater? He just has a high average. I got I got the the Shea one right. You did. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go with. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Steph. We'll, we'll trust it. Yeah, I was gonna I say mean, if you and Fox, you you can't you can't say that shit on me. Well, I I, th- I was thinking it was anybody at first, and I was gonna maybe put Clay as a you know like a to underdog, score the most. I, yeah, I mean he could go off. Okay. I feel like yeah, but I'll, I'll go with Steph. I think Steph will light the beam in uh <laughs> in Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Um, it should be close because both these two players average close to 30 points a game. And or, uh, and just just for the T-Wolves' sake, uh, I kind of want the Warriors to win. So, I totally agree. 
uh, hopefully it's a closer game and we can kind of blow out the thunder too to kind of take that point differential away but uh, we'll see we'll see it's not looking good for the wolves to make it to uh, Vegas um, but um, I do think this is going to be one of the better games of Tuesday night's games uh, for sure is you know the thunder versus the wolves game and the um, Warriors at Kings also Rockets at Mavs will be a fun matchup a, lot, a bunch of these games like Bucks at Heat will be fun Hawks at Cavs I think it's going to be a good uh, game as well but I do like those later games um, question number 15 the last question of tonight's part four and the rest of the pick'em round um, Warriors at Kings will DeMontis Sabonis record a triple double I said yes on this one. I think he Dude, gets it. You said yes? Yep. This one's tough. Um, it is. I think he, he'll for sure get the points and rebounds. Rebounds. Um, it just it comes on the assist category. I'm going to say no. Yep. I wrote down no first, and I was like, Al, you have to take a shot in the dark on this one. You have to try to get a sneaky point. And if, you know, against this smaller Warriors team that hasn't shown to guard Sabonis that well. Honestly, I don't... Is Draymond going to be back for that game? That's a good question, actually. Because that that would make a a huge difference. Right. Um... I'm still sticking with I'm yes, honest, though. I'm surprised you didn't investigate that. I know, I know. I, this, is, this is some information that would have been very helpful. It would be me. beneficial. It would. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean. Let's, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's his first game back. First game back. Okay. Well, I'm we will see no. Draymond. Yeah, I wish I could. I already said yes, though, so I'm going to stick with it. Um, Don't tell Adam bet- Draymond's back. <laughs> well, I mean, he'll pro- he'll probably just know. Well, maybe not. Uh, I feel like he might. I say don't yes. think he would. Yeah, I think he would too. I, I honestly hope that you get most of these questions right and come back and beat him. <laughs> I, I, I would have would, to get a lot right. <laughs> I know, but it would crush his soul to know that he had like a, you know what. Probably like a seven-point lead on you going into the final. This week would this would essentially be the Warriors blowing a three-one lead. It base. I think it's worse. It might be worse. This yeah. would be like the Falcons blowing a twenty-eight to three lead. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know if you can get worse than that, but it would be on that level. Yeah, for sure. Um, for the fans out there, if you guys want to put in your uh, answers to this, you can comment on our website that's connected to either uh, Apple Podcasts. You can look it up um, just on the web, too, um, shots aside. Um, put it in the comment section there, or you can put it on uh, X, also known as formerly known as Twitter. Um, we will have the questions up there, so just post it to um, that uh, that tweet that we sent out. Um, and, you know, maybe if you have the highest percentage for part four maybe you might get a prize you never know you never know it's very enticing could be be a trip to disney world could be it could be could see the magic free tickets to the magic game (laughs) you never know 
It's yeah, I know. I, I want those tickets. <laughs> yeah. oh, but um, other Adams to lose. I know. It's. I I hope he doesn't win them because he doesn't. He doesn't deserve a trip. If there's one person in this world that doesn't deserve a trip, it's Adam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I, I hope one of you guys steal it from him because uh, as of now, it looks like Adam. Adam's gonna take his family to <laughs> to Disney World. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it should be a good part four. I'm looking forward to those games on Tuesday to kind of end off this playing tournament at least for the regular uh, rounds. And then we'll have kind of the 1v1 playoff rounds uh, heading to Vegas as well. So that'll be fun. Um, uh, but with that being said, I mean, follow us on our social medias at, you know, X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, got a lot of good content coming out on that. There we'll have uh, some betting odds coming out um, soon as well. Obviously, you just heard I went six for six on prize picks. So maybe... I'll post some prize picks here in the future. Give you guys some help with that. Um, not trying to give you guys all my winners though, because I mean, prize pick would be in they'd be in debt by now if if I gave <laughs> you guys all the answers. So uh, we'll see how it goes with that. Um, with that being said, though, make sure you like and um, comment, uh, follow us um, on our podcast stream. Hopefully, we'll have some YouTube content coming out soon. Uh, I plan on doing some some YouTube content. It just takes a lot of editing and stuff to uh, do that, plus the podcast. So um, be patient with that. Uh, and also, to, don't forget, Adam's TikTok is coming. It, it's coming. It's coming. I mean, <laughs> the, the hype is unreal with this. I mean, he's got his top five players coming out soon on the yeah, tiktok I mean, channel it's it's you can't miss it you cannot miss it because it's going to be outstanding i bet black we can friday maybe... of tiktok videos there's going to be lines waiting for yeah. it yeah <laughs> best part is you don't even have to pay for anything like it's free all you do is watch <laughs> it it will literally make your day <laughs> might be the best top five of all time i know i mean you're going to want to see it because the views are going to be unreal on it uh, it might be the best video that comes out on our TikTok probably all, all year, at least this year. Probably. Don't miss but out on uh, history. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, though, Matt, it was great talking with you, talking hoops. Um, we will do it again soon, maybe on Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday night. Yeah, maybe Tuesday night after the game. If we're, we're riding that T-Wolves win high. Right. Hopefully I don't have to work early in the morning and I can, I can, uh, you know, watch the full games, get the updates of, uh, part four and I'd be down with doing another one Tuesday. So until next time, guys, that's it for me and Matt here at shot to side, follow us on all of our socials and on the podcast for more content. We'll see you on the next one. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>